Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as usual, and especially today, we give God praise for being here for podcast number 101 as we continue with our 100 podcast celebration. So listen, BCU family, you do not want to miss this. Please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and please settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with our 100 podcast celebration, and we are answering your questions. And that's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, BCU family. So we are going to jump right in to the second installment of the BCU 100 podcast celebration. And if this is your first time joining us, my good friend and sister, Jewel Taylor, is actually fielding the questions that you all, the Periscope viewers and the podcast listeners slash readers sent in to me. So today we're going to talk about the ministry and what's been difficult to keep up um, as far as the ministry is concerned. And then we're going to get into the dispensations and we have a really good conversation about that. So uh, take a listen. Here we go. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. I am back with installment number two of the 100th episode. And I've got my friend here, my good sister and friend in Christ, Jewel, is here with me as well. Um, This, I tell you, I am enjoying this thing. We were saying that this might be like a 16 segment. (laughs) We might drag 100 on for like another few weeks because we are just... (laughs) It's, it's it's informative, yet it's a blessing. So, and I, you know, I got to say, you know, the scriptures tell us the book of Psalms, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And, you know, I am grateful uh, for your friendship and how we can, as people of God, enjoy one another without all the libations and, you know, foul language and, and all of those things and just enjoy the company of one another. So um, I, I will take this any day over my days out with being blend by the way. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And you can remember it. Right? Yes. You actually remember what happened. There's nothing like fun that you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I 
And no one was hurt in the process. <laughs> no lives, you know, in danger. Exactly. We can, we can review the fun at any time. So I'm thankful to you for our friendship that has no beginning. It's like it has, it just existed, you know, it was preordained. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> I love that. It's it's so true. And, and you know, it's, it's just like, I don't, I don't even know how we started, like, chit-chatting, but it was like we've known each other since the eighth grade in pigtails. It's just... Like, what time is the family for your Because I'm going to be there with my bed. Working my life. For those of you who don't know, apparently her family can throw. So I've seen cake, and I've seen chips, and I've seen a couple little things. So I need to get back on over to the family reunion, you know, since I've been here. Yeah, yeah, you might want to do that because yeah, we do like to eat in the family. There's no doubt about that. There's no shortage of you know people wanting to nibble on something good. That that is for sure. And I'm gonna tell you, we're gonna get into the questions in just a moment. Uh, we we go out too to eat, especially on Sundays in between service and stuff. And it's getting harder for us to enjoy eating out because when you make stuff and season it the way you want and all of that, you taste other folks food and it's kind of difficult now yeah yeah so. yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah we can we can be a little um little little picky these days but that's all right again we just the the fellowship is what's important so food might be a little bland but we just gonna enjoy the company that makes up for it <laughs> exactly That's right. That's right. You know, not the table salt. That's so. right. This is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get back into some of these meaty, our meaty bones conversations, as we like to call them. Yes. And with our listeners' questions. And the last question we ended with was what has been the most difficult part about keeping this ministry going? So the most difficult, that would be probably one thing. I'd have to say, if I had to choose one thing, it was, or it is, or no, maybe it was, because we're past it now. It was expectation that of support. And, and and let me just make it very plain of BCU family. I'm not talking financial support or anything like that. I'm just talking about support as far as uh, consistency and, and people. And I think what I thought going into this was is that um, it would be well received by people that I knew. And that wasn't always the case. And, and, and that was a little difficult for me. That was a little difficult because, you know, I'm like, well, you know, y'all have known me, you know, since I first got saved and, you know, so-and-so and, you know, we've worshiped together here and we, you know, I used to work with you or whatever it was. And for, for me not to hear anything at all for, for a little bit, it was, it was hard for me. It was hard for me. And I'd have to say, even in that, for people that did know me 
and do know me and just sort of kind of fell off, if you will, it, it was a little difficult. And the, I thank God for it, though, because it taught me to be faithful to what God has called me to do and not to let people and their fluctuation influence how I'm going to do the work of God. And I'm going to tell you that um, Apostle Nelson, who you love just as much as I do, um, he told a story um, a few years ago when he was in Connecticut. Um, and I think he had first started out in the ministry or his church or whatever the case may be. And I, I want to say it was a Bible study. And there were, I don't know, a handful of people that came out and he was fussing. Where is, you know, this person, that person, you know, we're setting all this up and they're not here and so on and so forth. So he was going on a little bit of a, 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 a Holy Ghost rant, if you will. <laughs> you know, he wasn't unseemly out of order. And someone said, well, what about us? We're here. And he said that that comment from whoever it was, it just sobered him right up. And he said from that point on, that he never fussed about who didn't show. It was more about who is here and how can we minister to them effectively. So that, I, I can't tell you what I ate last Tuesday, but I can. <laughs> but you can remember that. <laughs> yes, and that was probably about two, three years ago or more that he, he mentioned that and it really did stick in my spirit. And the Lord brought that to my attention when I started, you know, kind of feeling like, oh, well, you know, where's so-and-so? And, and the Lord was like, remember what, you know, Apostle Nelson said, you know, remember you're faithful to me. And from that point on, it's like, listen, whether it's five people that are listening or 500, we have to be faithful to what God has called us to do. It does not matter number-wise. And we need to learn how to stop looking at that. And I'm going to even go further with that. And there's a post that I did, and I'll try to remember to link it um, uh, in, the, in the show notes. There was someone, some celebrity, and I can't think of what her name is off the top of my head, but the quote was, and Jewel, you probably know, pay pay close attention to those who don't clap for you when you win, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I and I thought about that. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Not sure. Like you said, it's on the top of your head, and you. Yeah. <laughs> probably somebody from the Real Housewives. So I don't. I don't know. But well, I saw that, and I thought about it, and the Lord gave me a thought that if I am looking at who's not supporting me and getting puffed up about that or angry that's really a form of pride and we really shouldn't practice pride that that's that's completely opposite of what God tells us to be so if I'm walking around looking at I'm not just first of all whatever I'm doing God should get the glory anyway that's number one and then you know so instead of, you know, giving God the glory and just being excited that he's using me, I'm going to take that time to be angry and count the number of people who are not clapping or who aren't here. It, it really is a form of pride. And God has no, he's got no room on his agenda for pride from any of us. And we see what happened to the enemy when he got puffed up in pride. So it's, it's really an area that we have to think about. You know, in terms of, you know, how are we reacting if people are not supporting us? Amen. Amen. That, that, that's poignant. And I think that's something that is a constant. You have to constantly remind yourself mm -hmm. not to, because I think the nature of our culture 
mm-hmm. makes us want to number and count. And how many times have we seen in the Bible when David or someone else got in trouble for trying to number the people to gratify this this pride, this selfish pride mm-hmm. um, part of us. And we don't acknowledge it as pride. We always think of pride as um, coming or manifesting in other ways. So I think mm-hmm. that is an awesome um, point to make, you know, focusing Thank on you, what Jesus. God told you to do, no matter the number, because mm-hmm. anything else lends itself to pride. Yes, Amen. yes. Now that we're talking about the Lord and ministry, we have a couple doctrinal and standard-related questions. Mm-hmm. And for my listeners, so if you're ready, Blenda, are you ready to dive into? All right, she is giving me the sign and thumbs up. She is charged, ready to go. Okay, so first question from a listener. What are the different dispensations? And where do you feel we are under the dispensation of Wow, we are digging back to, my goodness, God's plan of the ages from back in the day. All right, so dispensations. All right, so for anyone that may not know what a dispensation is, it's it's a, a method really of interpreting history that divides God's work toward man and through different periods of time. So is the dispensation of innocence and that runs Genesis chapter 1 28 through 30 I want to say and I believe chapter 2 I probably a little bit that incorporates a little bit of chapter 2 as well and this dispensation just covered the period of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden so in every dispensation, God gave specific directions. So for Adam and Eve, they were to replenish uh, the earth with children, and they were to have dominion over the animals, subdue the earth, care for the garden. You know, that's what was supposed to happen. God did warn um, of the punishment of physical and spiritual death for disobedience. So dispensa- this dispensation was quite short <laughs> and was brought to an end, as many of us know, by Adam and Eve disobeying by eating the fruit off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and that exposed or um, got them kicked out of the garden. So that's super short. And then the next dispensation is conscience. All right. And that lasted from the time of Adam and Eve's eviction from the garden until the flood. So Genesis chapter 3 probably through about Genesis chapter 8. And in this particular dispensation, um, this really demonstrates what man does when left to his own will and conscience, uh, which have been tainted by the old or sin nature. I shouldn't say the old nature, but the sin nature. So a couple of different um, aspects of this dispensation was uh, there was the curse on the serpent, um, the change in womanhood and childbearing, which many of us women know quite well. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, imposing of difficult work uh, on mankind to produce food and the promise of Christ uh, as the seed who will bruise the serpent's head. So um, that's the second dispensation of conscience. And then let's see. Number three is human government. 
uh, Genesis 8, that that's where it starts. And this, of course, uh, takes us through the flood. The, one, this, the other one took us to the flood. This one takes us through the flood. And, you know, this dispensation speaks to me because I think about all the people that were on the earth, Jewel, and God saved one family. Uh, out of everybody eight people listened and believed God if you think about that Mm. and you think about in the New Testament how he said it'll be like the days of Noah yeah yeah and you know the righteous will scarcely make Mm. it in so that's it Lord, we have got to do all we can with the grace of God to follow what it is that he says. And, and you know, I love that you brought up that, you know, like the days of Noah, because we have been talking about and, and, and various people of God have been talking about the Lord is coming back. He's coming back. And the earth is on as if the Lord is not coming back. Mm-hmm. As it, and we are living as if, you know, well, we've got time. We've got time. And I'm sure the people in Noah's day, you know, if there were some that believed, they figured, well, I've got time. Well, he said it last year. And, you know, we're still here. And we don't know when our time is going to be, whether it's, you know, through the rapture or whether we're out of here in death. We don't know how much time we have. So it, it behooves us to work while it's day, the book of John says, and, and get everything we have to do done. Uh, because, you know, once our eyes close, the Lord, you know, comes back to rapture out his people, there's nothing that we can do. There's nothing Amen. we can do. Amen. Truly. So, with that, I want to go into uh, the rest of the dispensation. So, that's human government. So, um, let me just give you a few things here around the, this dispensation, and then we'll uh, stop and then get into dispensation number four. So, um, some of the aspects of human government was God wouldn't curse the earth again. Uh, he would not destroy the earth through a worldwide flood. Uh, this is where the awesomeness and reality of the rainbow, how it was originally planned to be used, how the Lord used that rainbow um, as a sign of his promise, um, was there. And also the capital punishment, believe it or not, was established under the dispensation of human government. So uh, quite a bit came out of, you know, what we do now uh, really came out of that particular dispensation. So God is just amazing, and it's just awesome how we can see him, you know, through all of these periods of time, um, how what God instructed us to do or people to do at that time still reigns true even today. So he's, he's amazing. God is just Amazing! I, I can't say it enough. And this is, you know, time quantified for our finite minds. Because mm. God transcends time. Yes. So please know that the dispensations are how we translate what God has done and how we can see his hand moving over time. But God eclipses time. Yes. And, you know, it's amazing to see what he's done in each dispensation as, as, as from our perspective, our finite minds trying mm. to quantify what this awesome and um, all-powerful God has done in history and throughout throughout the time that we can recall. This is only what we can know and understand and grasp with our, you know, very limited minds, but 
amazing, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with, with under human government, the things that came out back then, we are still mm-hmm. seeing that today. Mm-hmm. Capital punishment, the way that we organize, mm-hmm. and the way that we run certain systems, mm-hmm. certain ideological um, foundations mm-hmm. were built back in ancient biblical times and are still manifesting through our laws, through policy, through just systemic structures all around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how God, you know, we, we kind of limit God in this little box of time and we think that, oh Lord, I need you to come right now, these last five minutes, or what's going to happen next week? That helps us. You know, Belinda, I really feel like that should make us trust him more. Mm. He can see these epochs of time and say, you know, God, you are the controller of time, and I need to stop worrying because you've been working on this since before creation. So why should I worry about next week when you've got the next thousand, two thousand years already written? All right, BCU family, that conversation was getting good to the both of us, and I trust that it was getting good to you as well. The next time we're together, we're going to pick up where we left off, and we'll see if we can get through the rest of the dispensations or if we get a couple of other questions answered. The only way you're going to know that is to stay tuned. All right, BCU family, thank you all so much for being part of the BCU 100 podcast celebration. I certainly couldn't do it without the Lord on my side and certainly not without you. And again, we thank God for each and every one of you. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Lord will, until next time that we're together, may our God bless you, keep you, make his faith to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.